Hello and welcome to episode 50 of Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I'm Olivia. I'm Gabby. I'm Chris. And today we'll be discussing Daenerys chapter 5 in A Game of Thrones, so make sure you have read the chapter before listening. Hey, 50th episode. Woo woo! Woo woo! Woo woo! Oh my god. Don't sound so excited, man. Um, the news that we have today comes from winterscoming.net. Um, and <clears throat> two Game of Thrones cast members, Tobias Menzies and Hand- Hannah Wad- Waddingham. Waddingham? They both won Emmys. Uh, Tobias Menzies played Ed Mortelli on the show, and Hannah, Hannah Waddingham <laughs> played Septa Onella. Shame. Shame, lady. So if you've seen the show, you guys will know who those people are, but in the books, we have not met them yet. Yeah, Shame. apparently Waddingham was the biggest success story of the two of them. Shame. What did he do? No, that's, her. That's, that's her. That's she, I'm sorry, she. Waddington is Well, he was in Ted Lasso, which was that show that's on, it's about the football coach, like I, I was coach's say, I soccer. I've heard it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard of it. She was best known for Septonella, um, a.k.a. the shame nun. The shame um, nun. Yes. <laughs> But winning the Emmy for working uh, on Ted Lasso is certainly a great feather in her cap, it says. Okay. So, yeah. Um, and Ed Tully, I'm just going to call him that, <laughs> um, he won it for The Crown. He was in The Crown. Oh, cool. So, I didn't know he was in that. I, didn't, I, I mean, not that I watch it. I don't either, but I didn't know he I don't watch that show, so... And it says in the article, just like I said, the Red Wedding. It's his wedding. Mm, yes. So every time that someone refers to the Red Wedding as the worst thing ever, yeah. It's actually Edmure's fault. My gosh. Because he was getting married. Damn you, Edmure. All right. Oh my gosh. So that's the news. All right. We do have a Martin message today. Wow. Um, so on his blog, he said he stumbled upon an interview he did back in 1991. This was five years before Game of Thrones was published. Damn. Uh, sorry, he... I'm sorry. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I mean, I'm um, he Damn. talks about how he loves going to conferences because he can get feedback on his writing from fellow writers who are also writing fantasy fiction. I just thought this was cool because it's talking about his startings as a writer and he's just a young writer in this interview. Uh, he says that science fiction or fantasy fiction is a very small subculture of genres, and he's always meeting fans of the genre. He also says these fans are born out of the 30s and 40s who had to always defend why they liked the genre. Hmm. Nerds. <laughs> he says people who read other genres like to predict what happens. Readers of science fiction and fantasy don't do that because it's very hard to predict. For every right prediction, there are a thousand wrong predictions. Literature is written for the contemporary audience. The extent to which the audience here and now can relate with it will predict the success or failure of the literature. Um, And he's commenting on this interview now, like in present. He says he doesn't have any memory of this interview, where he was, who was interviewing me, why, none of that. He does remember those glasses, though. So... In the, he looks completely different in the interview. So he has these like That's really funny. big glasses on. His hair was dark brown. Um, and he wasn't I, gray? He wasn't a silver fox? No, it was actually like... 
His it was like half and half too. It was like oh, it's ombre. No, it was like <laughs> half of his head was bla- black hair, half was white, and so was his beard. He looked, he just looked really weird. I'll put yeah, the clip weird. on our Facebook page so you guys can check it out. But yeah. All right. So last episode. Ned confronted Cersei about the truth behind John Aaron's death, and we learned that her children are products of incest. <gasps> um, Cersei and her brother, Jamie, are the parents. Yes, ma'am. Blonde of hair. Blonde of hair. The seed is strong. Dirty, dirty people. <laughs> uh, in this episode, Daenerys takes part in the Dothraki pregnancy ritual, because as we've learned before, she is with child. She's... With child. We learn the name of Danny and Drogo's unborn children. Unborn child. Child. Just one. Singular. One. There's only one baby. Um, <laughs> and Viserys finally gets the golden crown he has been asking for. A crown for a king. Yes. Cool. All right. So um, our wine this time around is from it's from California. And it's the name is Elemental. and um, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I... Try it again. Had a stroke. Um, Elementalist. And it's from 2020. It's a Pinot Grigio. Pinot Grigio. It's a Pinot. All right. Our 20th wine rule from John Bonnet's book, The New Wine Rules, is don't get too fixated on oak in wine. Its original purpose was for storage, not flavor. That's whiskey. No, listen. Listen. It's weird. So apparently oak is a controversial topic in wine. Ooh. Some complain that wine is too oaky, but some enjoy the sweet vanillin flavor associated with the wood. Oak barrels were mostly used for shipping wine. Barrels are often reused because back then they couldn't afford new ones. The only, they only became popular to buy new when winemakers concluded that wine tasted better when aged in new barrels. Uh, and apparently you could win awards for the taste of new oak, and this, is, this made it even more popular. Today, however, it is much more in to focus on the flavor of wine, not the wood. Um, So, however, many today, mostly cheap wines, add oak chips or sawdust to get the oaky flavor. Mm. So, a.k.a. an oaky wine is a flavored wine now. Yeah. Well, that's whiskey. So, it's not actually aged in oak barrels. It's like an added thing. No, whiskey is aged in oak barrels. Hmm. I know, but I'm saying... Yeah. For wine, it used to be aged, but now it's not. They just flavor it with oak chips yeah. or sawdust. That's gross. Sawdust. Yeah, that's gross. So there's sawdust in wine. Here's your they glass. Filter it out. Ew. Yeah, but the... Um, doesn't it, like, absorb into the wine, you know? That would be the flavor. Ew. I don't want to drink sawdust. No, neither. Ew. I want to drink oak. This right. wine is not very oaky. Um, I am going to say, if you guys are squeamish about blood, Blech. guts, Blech. vomiting, Ugh. I would not listen to this episode. All right, I'm out. Because it, it it's kind of gross. Fair enough. So, yeah. Hey, it's a ritual. She's pregnant. I know, but like, it's, We're all having fun. it's disgusting. There's a bun in the oven. We're all having fun. <laughs> Okay, so Danny is taking part in the Dothraki pregnancy ritual of eating a stallion's heart. There yes, it is. Yes, an actual stallion horse's heart. Mm. She is eating it. Mm-hmm. Big heart. 
So Cal Drogo literally brought in a steaming heart, raw and bloody, and placed it before Daenerys. As part of the ritual, mm. the she lifted the stallion heart with both of her hands to her mouth and took a big bite of the tough, stringy flesh. Mm. Warm blood filled her mouth and ran down her chin. She started to gag, but she forced herself to chew and swallow. Um, she said she felt pressure from all those watching her. She noted to herself that she must not flinch or look afraid because the vase Dothrak were there watching her every move. The belief was that by eating a stallion heart, it could make her son swift and fearless, but only if the mother could eat all of it. If she choked or threw it up, the omens were less favorable. The child might be stillborn or weak, deformed, or God forbid, female. Jesus. God forbid. God forbid. So Danny actually had to take a few steps to prepare for this ritual. She had to she ate bowls of half clotted blood in order to get it accustomed to the taste. Ugh. Gross. She she chewed on <laughs> Sorry. It's disgusting. She chewed on strips of dried horse flesh until her jaws ached so that her jaws could get more strong to eat the actual stallion heart. It's jerky. And then um, she starved herself for a day and a night before the ceremony so that she would hope that this would help her keep down the raw meat. Well, it's, a, it's probably a big heart, so she's got to have a real empty stomach. Yes. <laughs> Fit um, all in there. It's so gross. Danny said the heart was all muscle, so she had to rip at it with her hands and her teeth and chew it a long while because it was so tough. Her stomach rolled and heaved as she ate the heart, but she persisted nonetheless, her face smeared with blood. You go, girl. Yeah, she's powering through. Cal Drogo stood over her as she ate. His long black braid was shiny with oil. He wore gold rings in his mustache, gold bells in his braid, and a heavy belt of solid gold medallions around his waist. That's a lot of gold. Flashy. It's a lot of gold. A lot of gold. What's it a lot of? Gold. Gold. Yep. Gold. Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> whenever Danny felt her strength waver, she would look into Drogo's eyes and continue eating the heart. That's love. How romantic. Wow. <laughs> but it was finally done. She did it. She ate the whole horse's heart. Yum. Her face and hands were sticky with blood as she forced the last bit down. Mm. Then she turned to the old crones of the Dosh Kaleen and proclaimed in her best Dothraki that she had practiced... A prince rides inside me. And she it actually says it in Dothraki in the book, but I'm not going to read that part. I'm just going to say it in English. Yeah. Um, I the, hear you try to say that. No. <laughs> <laughs> the oldest of the crones raised her arms and proclaims, The prince is riding. And then another woman proclaimed, He is riding. And then they all yelled, A boy, a boy, a strong boy. Not a female. Not a female. A boy. So, yes. A baby boy. The omens are favorable since she finished the whole heart. Then the bells started ringing and a war horn sounded a loud, a long, low note. The old woman, women began to chant. The eunuchs threw bundles of dry grass into a gold brazier, a barbecue basically, and clouds of fragrant smoke rose up into the sky and the moon. The Dothraki believed the stars were horses made of fire, a great herd that galloped across the sky by night. Hmm. The deep. chanting, what? So they're deep. It's deep. Yeah, very deep. It's real deep. The chanting died away, and the oldest crone closed her eyes, closed her single eye. I'm sorry, she only has one eye. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> I like, oh. She, she was seeing into the future, actually. When she did this, 
I don't think she could see far with one eye. Well, when she did this, everyone was silent. That was funny, Gabby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Everyone was staring at her, waiting for her to say the prophecy. Finally, the crone opened her eye and lifted her arms and said, I have seen his face and heard the thunder of his hooves. As swift as the wind he rides, and behind him his Kalazar covers the earth, men without number, with Arax shining in their hands like blades of razor grass. Fierce as a storm, this prince will be. His enemies will tremble before him, and their wives will weep tears of blood and render their flesh in grief. The bells in his hair will sing his coming, and the milkmen in the stone tents will fear his name. The prince is riding, and he shall be the stallion who mounts the world. And then everyone chanted, the stallion who mounts the world. Oh, the milkmen. Hey, I was just going to say, the milkmen? White men. Yeah, I think the milkmen. I love white white men. Yeah. I love that. Yes. Yes. Milkmen. Then the one-eyed crone looked at Danny with her one eye and asked what his name shall be. And Danny stood and proclaimed, he shall be called Rago. Then everyone chants, Rago. There's a lot of chanting right now. Well, I like the Rago because it's a little, it's a mixture. It's Drogo. I'm going to explain it in a minute. All right. All right. Oh, you said the don't name. jump ahead. Sorry. It's coming. Sorry. <laughs> Hurry up. Hurry up. Then Cal Drogo, le- Drogo led her from the pit, and his blood riders followed. A procession formed with everyone walking out of the God's Way, which is a broad, grassy road that ran through the heart of Vastothrak and led to the Mother of Mountains. The Doshkaleen followed, as well as their eunuchs and slaves. Then there is an explanation of the Doshkaleen, which we have already talked about, but I'm going to read it as a refresher. So it's a group of women that had once been Khaleesi's. When their cows died and a new cow took his place with a new Khaleesi beside him, they were sent to Vase Dothrak to reign over the whole Dothraki nation. It says that even the mightiest of cows bowed to the wisdom and authority of the Dosh Kaleen. <laughs> Danny got the shivers thinking that one day this would be her fate, whether she wanted to or not. Yeah, well. Is that my op- Sorry, girl. Yeah. Behind the Dosh Kaleen came some men from Drogo's Kalasar, Danny's handmaids, the Cal's servants and slaves, and more. Bells and drums were sounding as they processed. As they were walking, Drogo asked Danny what the name Rago meant, and she explained that she named their son after her deceased brother, Rhaegar, because he was a very fierce warrior. And this was really cute. Um, Drogo approves of this, and he's trying to talk the common tongue. And he says, is good name, Dan Eris, wife, moon of my life. Aww. Isn't that cute? So he tried. He tried talking her language. Is good. He's good. He's good name. But in, in the in the book, it literally says Dan, A-R-E-S, Dan Eris. Yes. Aww. Yeah. He can't even say her name. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. Um, so they arrive at the lake called the Womb of the World. Um, and one of her handsmaid told her that the first man had emerged from this lake riding the back of the first horse. Deep. Wow. Yep. Um, the procession waited as Danny stripped her clothes and stepped into the lake naked. She bathed in the lake, washing off all of the horse blood, and this was meant to cleanse her and her child. Um, when she emerged from the lake, Drogo lifted her up into the air like you might lift a child, and with three quick strokes, he was done. Yes. Nice. Yeah. He was nice. very oh, attracted to her. Done. I got it. <laughs> He's done. He's done. Oh. oh. <laughs> Take you a minute. I thought he was Hold swimming. Up. Can we? That's literally what it said in the book. Let with me three, not. With three quick strokes, he was done. Let me not shit talk real quick. I thought he but was swimming. But three strokes, bro. I thought he was swimming. 
Three strokes. Three punching. Three. Ooh. Anyway. <laughs> um. Hey, she ate a horse heart. Mm. It's pretty hot. It said in the book he was more attracted to like her pregnant belly. Hmm. Yeah. Because he was like, oh my god, my son's in there. <laughs> That's what it said in the book. <laughs> my son's in there. Yeah. Congratulations. That's my anyway, son. Yeah. Um, Anyways. My friend's in there. Anyway. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Moving on. Um, then she was wrapped in a robe and given slippers for her feet. Um, Can I just say also that happened in front of like everyone? Yes. They've done it in front of everyone before. That's true. They don't really care. Never mind. Remember, they mount each yes. other in front of everyone. Like, that's just what the... They go at it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what the Doth... That's the Dothraki way. Yes. Um, Danny was helped onto her horse, and Drogo got on his, and they set off down the God's Way. When they got to camp, Danny saw that a feast there was set up for those who were too low in rank to attend the ceremony that Danny had just participated in. So those who didn't get to see her eat the horse heart. Or bathe. Um, as she passed Damn. the Dothraki, she heard them chanting, the stallion that mounts the world. So they're still going. Still more chanting. Yes. Yep. Um, they dismounted and Drogo took his place on the high bench along with Cal Jomo and Cal Ogo. There you go. <laughs> um, those are other cows with their own calisar. Um, yeah. We kind of talked about how Vastothrak is like where a bunch of calisars meet up. Yes. Um, Can I just say that the stallion that mounts the world is, that literally means it's the stallion that fucks the world? Yes. He's gonna fuck, fuck shit up. Fuck that world up. Gonna fuck shit up. <laughs> um. So, and then the three blood riders of the cows sat below them. Um, when Danny dismounted, she searches for Viserys, but she can't find him. Um, she takes oh, her darn. seat. Yeah, right. Oh, no. What a loss. Wow. Um, she <coughs> takes her seat and scans the crowd, and she saw Sir Jorah Mormont near the center of the hall, close to the fire pit. Um, and this was considered a place of respect. Danny sent one of her handsmaids to bring him to her table. He knelt beside her. He knelt before her and said, Khaleesi, I am yours to command. Aw. Mm-hmm. I love Jorah. Anyways. Well. I do. It's complicated. Yeah. Um, she gestured for him to sit by her and said that she wanted him to just come talk to her. Um, she asked him where her brother was and because he should be at the feast, obviously. She's like, um. He should be here by He didn't show up. Yeah. Where is he at? Um, and Jorah told her that he saw Viserys this morning, and he told Jorah that he was going to the Western Market in search of wine. And Danny's like, uh... Wine. Wine? Jorah's like, wine. Wine. Um, Danny questioned whether or not this was wise, because he did not have any gold, and she's worried that he'll be attacked. Um, it was strange that he was allowed to go alone, since the king would pay well for his head. Yep. Obviously. Yeah. So he shouldn't, he really shouldn't be alone in public, yeah. Um, Jorah reminded her that they are in Vaistothrak and that no one could carry a blade, a blade or shed any blood while here, which we knew. Mm -hmm. Um, but Danny said that one of her handsmaids had told her that some of the traders in the market have huge eunuchs that would strangle a man, killing him bloodlessly. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So Jorah's like, well, let's hope, let's hope he doesn't steal anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he explains that Viserys had tried to steal her dragon eggs. Um, but Jorah caught him and threatened to cut him, cut his hand off. Oof. 
And Danny says that she would have just given him an egg if he had asked because she owes Viserys her life. Her parents had died when she was born, and Viserys raised her and kept her alive. Cool. But he's still kind of a, a butthead. Yeah. Um, kind of. <laughs> Jorah says that that's no longer the case and that she now belongs to the Dothraki. Um, now that now she has a stallion who mounts the world. Danny asks what that meant, the stallion that mounts the world. And Jorah explains that the stallion is the cow of cows promised in an ancient prophecy, child. He will unite the Dothraki into a single Kalasar and ride to the ends of the earth, or so it is promised. All the people in the world will be his herd. And then Danny literally just says, oh. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> like, one. she's so like, oh, that's, oh. wow. Oh. <laughs> uh, all of a sudden, her handmaid urgently points down the hall at her brother, who is stumbling into the hall drunk and holding a sword. And that's... Two strikes there. Two strikes. The Dothraki were eyeing the sword and cursing under their breath. When Danny saw him, he sent Jorah to stop him and bring him to her. Then Viserys started yelling, Where is my sister? I have come for her feast. How dare you presume to eat without me? No one eats before the king. Where is she? The whore can't hide from the dragon. He stopped and started peering at the crowd of 5,000 men. Yeah. I think he's scanning <clears throat> yeah. the crowd to look for her. Yeah. Jorah got to him and whispered something in his ear and put his hand on Viserys' arm, at which point Viserys quickly and immediately turned around and said, Keep your hands off me. No one touches the dragon without leave. Mm. Danny glanced anxiously up at the high bench where Cal Drogo and the other cows sat, and she saw Drogo whispering to the other cows about something, and the others started guffawing and snickering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this made Viserys find this made Viserys find Drogo and he and he said Cal Drogo I am here for the feast his voice almost sounded polite mm-hmm. he started staggering toward the high bench Cal Drogo rose and said in Dothraki that his place is there and he points to the back of the long hall in the corner of the mm. wall insulting wow. this is where the most unworthy sat the lowest of the low Viserys was, of course, insulted by this and proclaimed, This is no place for a king, to which Drogo replied, Is place for a sorefoot king. Yep. Yeah, that they were called before. Yep. And everyone started laughing and chanting. Jorah was screaming in his ear, but the roar of the crowd was too loud. Jorah's like, Come on, like, dude. Just cut it Just Viserys, <laughs> Viserys shouted back and then... And they started fighting, which ended in Jorah throwing Viserys to the floor. Jeez. Wrecked. Riggity, <laughs> riggity, wrecked. Viserys drew his sword and hissed. I thought he had it out. Mm-mm. Never mind. Keep away from me. Everyone stepped back as Viserys climbed unsteadily to his feet. He waved the blade over his head as Dothraki were screaming and cursing him. Danny gave out a cry of terror, and that is when Viserys found her. He started walking toward her with the blade, and Danny begged Viserys to put it down and drink and eat. She even offered him the dragon eggs. Jeez. Stupid. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Jorah said, do as she tells you, fool, before you get us all killed. Viserys laughed and said, they can't kill us. They can't shed blood here in this sacred city, but I can. Then he put no, the point of the sword and slid it down Danny's chest and over 
over her belly. Oh, boy. Bro. He continued, I want what I came for. I want what I came here for. I want the crown he promised me. He bought you, and he never paid for you. Tell him I want what I bargained for, or I am taking you back. You and the eggs both. He can keep his bloody foal. I'll cut the bastard out and leave it for him. Whoa. First of all, it's not a bastard. <sighs> it's not. It's not. They were married. Well, maybe to Viserys it is, because they usually wed their brother and sister. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, it's kind of backwards. Yeah. Saying this, he was both weeping and laughing at the same time. Damn, bro's so, lost his head. So he's kind of like a psychopath. Yeah. 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 Danny told Drogo that Viserys had just... What... Sorry, Danny had told Danny told Drogo what Viserys had just said. After Drogo spoke a few brusque sentences in Dothraki and stepped off his bench, Viserys yelled, "What did he say?" The crowd was silent now. Danny spoke and said, "He says you shall have a splendid golden crown that men shall tremble to behold." Oh boy! <clears throat> Viserys lowered his sword and a smile grew on his face. He said, "That's what was all I wanted." What was promised? Mm-hmm. Makes Danny's, me think of the yeah. show because he like the way he says it in the show. He's like, "Well, that's what all I wanted." wanted. <laughs> that's what, I wanted. <laughs> what was promised? He's like laughing. I'm yeah. Like, Bro. <laughs> Danny said, "This is what." Danny said, "This was the saddest thing, the thing that tore her, tore at her the most as she looked at a man at one that once was her brother, but is now someone she does not know." Drogo took his place by Danny. And she slid an arm around his waist. Drogo summoned his blood riders and they seized Viserys, shattered his wrist, and they pulled the sword from his hand. Viserys shouted, No, you cannot touch me. I am the dragon. The dragon, and I will be crowned. Cal Drogo unfastened his belt. He shouted a command, and the cooks pulled a heavy iron stew pot from the fire pit, dumped out its contents, and retired the pot to the flames. Drogo tossed his ornate belt and threw it into the pot. He watched as the gold belt melted. Drogo put on what seemed like oven mitts, and Viserys started screaming like a coward. He started twisting and kicking and as he wept. The Dothraki held him steady. Hmm. You're not getting out of this one, bro. Nope. Jory suggested that Danny look away, and she said no. She wanted to watch what was about to unfold. Viserys started pleading with her sister to help him and make them stop. Drogo grabbed the pot and said, A crown. A crown for a cart king. And he poured the melted gold over the head of Viserys. The sound of Viserys made when the gold covered his face was described as inhuman. Yeah. Thick globs of molten gold dripped down his body and killed him. There was no drop of blood spilled. Mm. So they got around the, like, rule. Yeah. Danny thought he was no dragon. Fire cannot kill a dragon. Calmly in her head. Mm Mm-hmm. Boom. Mic drop. That's, I'm going to say that's one of the most violent deaths I feel in the whole series, for me at least. That's like. Melted by gold. It's like a melting your brain. Yeah. Your brain would boil in like a second. Yeah. Yeah. There's water in your brain. It's a little um, gruesome. Yeah. Very gruesome. So our discussion questions are, what would have happened to Danny if she could not successfully finish the Stallion Heart? What do you think? I just think that they would have like, 
not necessarily like shamed her, but like in a way. Yeah. Made um, her feel like she wasn't good enough, kind of thing. Yeah. That her kid or that the kid wouldn't be. Yeah. yeah. Do you think they would have like, like, would Drogo like not want to be his, her husband I, anymore? I don't think so. I mean, it's still technically his child, so it's not like he. Yeah, but it it's it looked down weird. upon to be a female though. But I'm I'm like almost wondering like. <laughs> even if her first child was a girl, mm-hmm. she could have. Boys yeah. later. Yeah, that's you true. You know? So, like, I don't know. You know what's funny, though? Never mind. That's going to be in the next question. Yep. Never mind. Second question is, Tothraki are a very patriarchal group of people, but they look at the women of the Dashkaleen for wisdom. Even the cows highly respect them. Who is actually running the show? The men or the women? And they tell us how. Because, like we said before, in the the Vase Dothrak, they rule all. I mean, the, <coughs> the women in the Dosh Kaleen mm-hmm. rule over Vase Dothrak, like all of Vase Dothrak. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm, I'm wondering. I, I want to say the women. Because it just, I think it's so hypocritical because they're saying it's gonna be it's bad if your kid is a woman, but then. Like, if you marry a cow, then you're, like, in charge of all of Vase Dothrak. So this is my theory. I'm just kind of confused. The reason why they respect the... And they have the patriarchal society, but they respect the Dashkaleen is because the Dashkaleen is literally the wives of cows that have died. So they just... That's the knowledge from the cows. That's what they see it as. Oh. They see it as they have the knowledge from the cows. It's not that they're women. It's that that they have the knowledge from the cows. That makes sense. So So it's it's still patriarchal. It's the the wives of the cows that are... Dead. No, the wives of the cows that are um, in charge. It's not like all women. No, the Dutch queen is just that. Yeah, yeah, because then you can also be like a slave or like... Yeah. yeah. So they just look to them because they see as the connection of the cows that are dead. Basically. (laughs) Sorry, smack money. Gotcha. That's okay. What's the next one? The last one is, do you think Danny mourns her brother's death? Yeah. To a point, yeah. Because I... The reason I asked this question is because... Her last thought is, he was no dragon, fire cannot kill a dragon. I and, think, like, no yeah. look on her face or anything. I think, obviously, like, she, like, learned that he wasn't who she thought he was. Like, how he... She even said she was, like, um, she's looking at a man that, like, used to be her brother, but she doesn't recognize anymore. Yeah. So, I think, like... I think That she, aspect, she's, like, sad, mm-hmm. but, like, kind of knew that it would... I think she coming. mourned the loss of her brother a long time before he was dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, like she said, that's not her brother anymore. Yeah. So, what do you think? Yeah, I think she mourns him, like you said. He's already been dead to her in a lot of ways. You're dead to me. But he also protected her. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I think he it's confusing him, for her. Yeah. It, it probably is. But she yeah. understands why he had to be yeah. killed. So. Mm-hmm. It's yep. super dangerous over here. Yes. So, getting a little too big for his britches. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah. So, I'll answer those questions. What does Tyrion say? Sorry. Um, Tyrion's tidbit for this week is, when you tear out a man's tongue, you are not proving him a liar. You're only telling the world that you fear what he might say. Ooh, that's a good one. That's, that's probably a good my one. favorite Tyrion. That's a good one. Yeah. 
All right, y'all know the drill. Follow us on social media. On Facebook, we have a Facebook page called Game of Wines, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. We have a Facebook group called Game of Wines podcast group. And we also have Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, where you can follow us at Game of Wines 1 and a YouTube channel called Game of Wines podcast. That is it for this week's episode of Game of Wines. Next episode, we will be discussing the second half of our episode 6 um, TV show, Mr. Yeah. Whispers. Uh, so we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>